to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. If you like your doctor, you will be able to keep your doctor. What difference at this point does it make? out of what's going on in the world today and come to the right place. Welcome to Southern Sense Talk Radio with your host, Annie, the Radio Chicky Bellis, and featuring Curtis C.S. Bennett and the most interesting guests that you'll find anywhere on Internet radio. <clears throat> Be heard by dialing 917 889 3675. So sit back, relax, and remember Southern Sense is common sense. Well, welcome back to another adventure here on Southern Sense Listening Live on Blog Talk Radio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, also now up on Amazon Music, and half a dozen other places I have no idea. But you can also catch us on our webpage, which is Southern Sense, as in common sense, dot net. SouthernSense.net. I'm your hostess with the least mostest, the Radio Chickadee, Annie, along with my co-host, Curtis C.S. <laughs> Courageous Bennett. Good afternoon, <laughs> Curtis. How are you today? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, I had to look at the calendar twice to make sure this wasn't Friday the 13th because... Started out the day taking um, Carolyn's car to the shop about 16 miles away, and we did that. And then we stopped at a store. My car wouldn't come back on. So I had to call AAA, find out what was going on. Had a bad battery. And then on that time, I had two calls, about two fraud cases on my accounts from two of my banks. So <laughs> it's, it's been a challenging day so far. But I, I got bet. the new battery in, battery in, and I got the two fraud cases taken care of. So now all we have is <laughs> Block Talk Radio <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> well, like I said, we have a we have a lot going on, a lot to talk about. We've got two fantastic guests uh, being on the show, and I'm surprised <clears throat> because you know one is a friend of the show that's been on the show. And matter of fact, when uh, my husband passed away, sent a very very lovely note to me. Uh, that's now going on three years ago. Anyway, um, Lieutenant wow, that former, long. Yes, former Lieutenant Governor of Florida, the great state and liberal, libertarian and conservative. The free state. Free state. Thank you. You got the words right out of my mouth. Of Florida, Lieutenant <laughs> Governor Jennifer Carroll. She'll be uh, 
coming back on. And then uh, everyone's been talking about all this stuff with Donald Trump and J6, you know, uh, the uh, uh, January 6th people that have been arrested and incarcerated, and many of them um, imprisoned for long term, some sitting there for more than two years, not going to trial yet. So much talking about the 14th Amendment, wow. speedy trial. Uh, I'm sorry, Sixth Amendment, speedy, speedy trial. trial. Yeah. Um, we're going to have Jake Lang calling from his prison cell, his political prison cell, we're going to call it. He'll be calling in at the second half of the show. He has been incarcerated now for over 160, oh, I'm sorry, 1,060 days. I believe it's now 1,062 or 63 days as of today. So we have a lot going on and a lot to talk about. I want to welcome everyone that's in the chat room here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as Facebook and YouTube. And thanks for joining us. <laughs> but we've got, like I said, a lot to talk about, Curtis. But this is the big news. Big news of the day. Uh, Annie is getting married tomorrow. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Sprung that one on me. <laughs> I didn't that, see that one coming. Sprung that on a lot of people. Um, uh, about a year ago, I met a gentleman. It was about a year after Yanni had passed away. Met a gentleman, and it turns out he lived around the corner from me. And we hit it off, and, uh, you know, just two weeks ago, we said, let's talk about doing it. And now, Saturday, we're going to be doing it. Very quiet. Be in my house in front of the fireplace. And, uh, Next year, we'll throw a big bash, but we'll just nice and quiet, do it low-key. So, yeah, tomorrow's the big day. Anyway, wish me luck. (laughs) Oh, yeah, especially with the weather. We supposed to have storms here, high winds, everything. Well, so be careful. Legend goes that if it rains on the day you marry, it's good luck. And my cousin's been uh, texting me. I didn't know that. Yeah, my cousin texted me, says, I have been very lucky in love. Uh, each time I got married, well, the second and third time it rained <laughs> a little bit afterwards. <laughs> but this time, ooh, oh well, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, well, I guess you can always get somebody to have a water hose on hand, <laughs> <laughs> sprinkler. <laughs> yeah, throw me in the shower. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get a little serious here. Uh, like I said, we do have a lot to talk about and a lot to do. And those that listen to our show know that we start off each and every show with a dedication to a fallen hero. And today's dedication is going to be going out to Deputy... Whoops, that shouldn't have done that. Let me just bring this back. Um, Where's that thing? That should not have done that. There we go. Let's take that out and push this again. I I apologize for the technical. That's my screw up. Uh, It's going to be going out to uh, Deputy Marshal Barry Giglio of Villa Platt Marshal's office in Louisiana. His end of watch was Monday, July 31st of this year. And this is from several different sources, and I'll quote each one as we go through. The first is from NBCnews.com, the Associated Press release. It reads, a deputy marshal and another man were killed when a woman was critically wounded in a shooting during a drug investigation in southern Louisiana, authorities said. Ville Platt, Deputy Marshal Barry Giglio, died at the scene in the city, about 75 miles northwest of Baton Rouge, on Monday night. Giglio was shot while helping members of the Evangeline, Evangeline 
parish sheriff's office serve a warrant in a home where drug activity was suspected per louisiana state police a man and a woman in the home also were struck by gunfire and taken to the hospital where the man had died one person was arrested but authorities didn't immediately release the names of the suspect and the other other victims the tragedy is yet another reminder of the sacrifices men and women in law enforcement make each and every day when they put on their uniform and badge not knowing if they'll come home to their families at the end of the day villa platt mayor ryan leday williams said he added deputy marshal giglio's ultimate sacrifice in service of his community will never be forgotten and from katc this is from darcy ortiz and she writes louisiana state police are investigating the fatal shooting of deputy marshal barry giglio according to police Giglio was shot and killed in the 100 block of West Beauregard Street in Villa Platte on that Monday night, and at least two other people were shot also. In a statement from Elizabeth West, who works for the Evangeline Parish Tourist Commission, Gig, as I called him, had the biggest heart, West wrote. He would have helped anyone if you asked because he was just that kind of a person. It was obvious. They had a passion for protecting people. I mean, think that's why he absolutely loved being a law enforcement officer. Longtime Adele Platt resident Rufus Surley said he was friends with Giglio for years, and he wanted his loved ones to remember him for the impact he had on the people he served. He was someone that was very informative for the people, Surley said. People liked him, his character, his charisma and everything like that. He was a very nice guy. He was humble, and he would never raise his voice at you. Surly also said Giglio was the kind of man who, if he didn't have the answer you were looking for, he would direct you to someone else who could better assist. It, it's just a tragedy that happened to him, Surly said. And also from WKATC by Christina Mondragon. And she writes, Family and fellow law enforcement brother and sisters gathered together to pay their respects to fallen Deputy City Marshal Barry Giglio. Giglio was killed in the line of duty while serving a search warrant in Vela Platte. The motorcade traveled over 145 miles from Brossard to New Orleans to bring back Deputy Barry's body to his home in the city of New Orleans, where he will be laid to rest. Along the route, American flags were displayed and bystanders saluted Giglio for his service. KATC spoke with Giglio's son, Joseph Giglio, about his father's impact and how much this motorcade meant to his family. It's heartwarming seeing all the support. I know he would have loved all of this and just glad he's back here and we can lay him to rest, he said. Also remembering him as a faithful servant to the force and a long, loving, dedicated father. He said, he was always there for you, anything you needed. He was a call away to be there. He was dedicated and served everywhere he's ever been. Reggie Thomas, Lafayette City Marshal, said Giglio's death impacts everyone who puts on a uniform and badge every day. 
It's just a tough time. It's a tough time we know for the family, and it's our job to support the family. The family, which includes his personal family, and it also includes the law enforcement, and every law enforcement officer in Louisiana, in the nation, is hurting, Thomas said. He was a good man. He raised me, he raised me right. And I won't forget what he taught me, his son added. And from WWITV. In Ville Platte, Deputy Marshal killed in the line of duty was laid to rest at Lake Lawn Cemetery. A procession of more than 25 different law enforcement agencies led him from his funeral service in Bell Chase to the cemetery. Bagpipes blared as Deputy Marshal Barry Giglio's body was carried out in a flag-draped casket. His family followed closely behind. Very distraught, said Gail LaRocca, Giglio's sister. He was married with children, and it's been a lot to handle. As the bagpipes blared, Deputy Marshal Barry Giglio's body was carried out in a flag-draped casket. Families, along with the group of elementary students, lined the streets to watch the procession. Officers and deputies from Jefferson Parish, New Orleans, Ville Park, and beyond were on hand to honor the city marshal. Giglio was fatally shot on July 31st while helping members of the Evangeline Parish Sheriff's Office. Every law enforcement job is dangerous, and this is no different, said Reggie Thomas of the Lafayette City Marshals. City marshals work with every law enforcement agency, so that's why you see JP coming together. You're going to see police officer, and this is where everyone comes together as law enforcement brothers. LaRocca said, Giglio was the definition of a good time, a man who loved cooking, fishing, and spending time with his family. It's overwhelming, said LaRocca, all the love and support. We were born in Gretna, and he lived in Platte Mines for 30 years. The Platte now after Katrina. Words couldn't describe. It's just beautiful. His online obituary reads, Barry was a native of Gretna, uh, Louisiana, and a resident of Ville Platte, Louisiana. Barry was a graduate of West Jeff High School. He worked for Brown and Root for many years, and after leaving Brown and Root, he owned a jewelry, florist, and catering company in Burris, Louisiana. Following Hurricane Katrina, he relocated to Ville Platte, where he owned the Pig Stand Restaurant. In 2013, he joined the Evangeline Parish Sheriff's Department, where he worked for many years before he moved to the Ville Platte City Marshals as a lieutenant. While in business and working as a police officer, he volunteered for charitable events and was recognized with many honors. He was known by many to be generous and kind. Barry was an avid outdoorsman, a great cook, and he loved spending time with family and friends. He paid the ultimate sacrifice and gave his life serving his community. He will be deeply missed by all. Today's show is dedicated to Deputy Marshal Barry Giglio. It is also dedicated to all the brave men and women out there who serve as first responders, be they law enforcement, firefighters, or emergency services. And we dedicate it to also the brave men and women that serve in our military. In the birth of this nation, 
through today and into our hopeful future. We say God bless to each and every one. And I'm looking for the dedication music. And I have to apologize uh, for having a little technical difficulty on this side. I'm, I'm trying to find it. And I don't believe I just lost it. Holy cow. Um, just bear with me for a second, folks. We'll get back. Uh, Let me try this one other way. And Curtis, I'm having one of those days today, you know? We get into a very serious dedication here, and then I can't find the amazing music that I want. Um, oh, yeah. This is... All right. We'll just... We'll add it with Amazing Grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear beyond I first believed. And when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the Then when we'd first begun, we've no less days to see God's grace than when we'd first begun. And we're back, and we're going to take one quick break with an Edwards report from Ron Edwards, and here we go. Department of Justice madman Jack Smith is so focused on getting President Trump locked up, he hopes to get quick help from the United States Supreme Court. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. If one is accused of criminal activity in this land of presumed innocence until proven guilty, it seems rather odd or worse that the anxious Jack Smith has gotten the Supreme Court to rule on President Trump's claims of presidential immunity from the unwarranted charges levied against him, including conspiracy to defraud the United States, among other charges. Trump hater Smith is fighting to maintain the March 4th trial date, that's one day before Super Tuesday, in his, in my opinion, trumped-up case against President Trump. 
There are some, including yours truly, who wonder if the DOJ is part of the scandal of the missing Secret Service texts, including those of DOJ agent Robert Engel, who alleged that President Trump attacked him and grabbed the steering wheel of the vehicle they were in, allegedly, with a thick bulletproof glass between them. Hmm. If true justice does prevail, this unwarranted tribulation trial shall to pass. I'm Ron Edwards. Being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. For some reason, Blog Talk Radio is messing everything up. Can you hear me, Curtis? Yes. All right. It keeps on showing. You now. Yeah, it, it keeps on putting me onto mute. I'm. Wa- yeah, I heard that, and I think I'm on mute. No, I can. What the hell is going on here? It keeps muting me. This is strange. This is freaking, freaking strange. Curtis, if you get dead air from me, just keep pop. I don't know what's going on here, Curtis. I can hear you. You can hear me? Uh, can you? Jeez. Curtis, do, you, do we have sound? I have you. I well, the 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 studio it keeps on showing me muted. So I'm. A, so unless you tell me you got dead yeah, air. Yeah, I see that. Let me know. um ask. Let me ask somebody in the chat room if they can hear you. That'd be good. Because this is the craziest thing. We got a definite problem here with Blog Talk Radio, and it's it's showing me as muted, and that's not right. So, yeah. Uh, well, we got only one. But uh, that's strange because I hear you loud and clear. Well, the only one I see right now in the BTR is Duck, and I'm hoping that Duck gives us a thumbs up, uh, telling us that he can hear us. Because I'm telling you, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can I can say if I have a technical problem on my side with my studio, but this is in their program online so i'm just hoping and praying that everything's coming through and this is the weirdest weirdest freaking thing and there's no way you can contact them to say you know what's going on here mm-hmm. um, this is this is crazy at one point they had where you can hit someone and say all right fine i've got a premium up uh, uh uh, what do you call it? Subscription okay. and gives you an online service, but this is they're not even doing that anymore. So you have a problem on air and shows everyone now muted. Well, Duck says uh, it's not working right, so still not sure if that means he can't hear you or he, he hears you sometimes. It's taking you and me and muting both of us arbitrarily. Now, it's showing that the light is on correctly. Let's pray it stays that way. But this this is really stupid. 
Blockville graders better get their act together, otherwise they're going to find a lot of accounts like mine that's been here for 14 years being closed. That's not right. Not right at all. All right, so let's let's cross our fingers and hope it stays that way. Yeah. What a caca. What an absolute And remember, caca. remember, they said that they, they have the engineers working hard on a resolution. So I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody's hacking them. I don't know. I don't know. CIA or NSI. <laughs> well, we're waiting for your... I better be your... careful. I might... <laughs> Say China? <laughs> Say J6? Oh, that's China. what it is. We're talking about January uh, 6th. That, that, that's probably why. <laughs> but the, the way... The way our government is being run now, I wouldn't be surprised if the men in black show up at my door. I know, I know, I know. Did you, did you say something about NSI and the CIA? NSA? NSA, you mean. We we, <laughs> yeah, NSA, we, we don't allow that no more. This ain't that kind of country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it's really apropos because yesterday was an anniversary. No one except for one, one, one area ever remembered what yesterday was. Yesterday was the 232nd anniversary of the ratification of the Bill of Rights. And here we are, we're going to be talking about the Bill of Rights, the First and Second Amendment. When we talk with former Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll from Florida, and we talk to the J6 political prisoner still in jail, Jake Lang, today. So, this was sent to me from Lieutenant General Jack Bergman, United States Marine Corps retired. Uh, he sent it through uh, Patriot messages reminding us that in three short years, Biden has succeeded in destroying most of our rights. And he writes that, uh, he was, he writes, I am proud of my service in the Marines, but now I need your help to continue to fight our constitution in the halls of Congress. So he's running for Congress. I'm going to see if I can try to get him on the show. He writes, quite, quite frankly, it pains me to see what Biden and my leftist colleagues have done to erode our liberties and spit on the graves of our founding fathers. They have created an enemies list and rounding up those who simply like President Trump's tweet. Goodbye, the First Amendment. They have been passing gun control legislations. Goodbye, Second Amendment. They have been secretly surveilling Americans without warrants. And just this week, Congress has extended the NDAA that had the FISA warrants in it. So they are still, oh, yeah. we can say goodbye to the Fourth Amendment. They have not persecuting Trump and the J6 protesters without a fair and impartial trial. Goodbye, the Sixth Amendment. So how apropos that today's show was going to be with the Lieutenant, I'm sorry, not Lieutenant, uh, yeah, Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll, as well as with the J6 prisoner, Jake Lang. So yeah, yesterday was the celebration, which no one remembers, because everyone wants to destroy the Bill of Rights and bring us into the Soviet, a communistic nation. And we've got to fight back, guys. It's time that we have to fight back. And we fight back at the voting booth. We fight back by contacting our elected officials. We fight back by writing editorials in publications such as newspapers, sending them into radio stations, TV stations. Get your voice heard. 
and tell them to start destroying our constitution. Well, I second that. Actually, I will be glad when the Supreme Court weighs in on all of this stuff going on with Donald Trump, especially um, in New York, as they tried to um, go after his business dealings and shut yeah. this man down. Well, you know, we we got one good thing happening. Duck sent the message through Blog Talk Radio. So if you're trying to listen on Blog Talk Radio and you're having a hard time getting me in there, uh, go to my website, my personal page. The video's up, the audio's up, everything's working fine there. You can catch us also on the Facebook page and the YouTube. But the easiest way is go to Southern Sense, as in Common Sense. Southern Sense, S E N S E dot net. Dot net. Dot net. dot net. And there is a chat room <clears throat> up over there also. Let me go over to that page. And yep, Duck is over there. Thank you, Duck. Thank you. It's always good to have an alternative, you know, an alternative yeah. anything. Yeah. And I want to thank Mark, the I guy that built my page. Card. Yeah, but I got to thank Mark who, re who rebuilt <clears throat> my page over there. And he did a great job. There's a couple things I'm going to tweak here and there as we go along. But at least I know it's up and running over there. Ah, my heart's beating a little bit easier now. <laughs> as we wait for Jennifer to give us a shout. All right. So, you 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 going away on a honeymoon or anything? Not at this moment, uh, because we have too much going on. And actually, <clears> Monday, <throat> I'm having a uh, medical procedure done. So, I have to be at the hospital Monday morning, 6 a.m. It's nothing major. It's nothing major. They found a couple of spots somewhere, and they want to remove them. But, you know, hey, we all get older and things happen like this. So, <laughs> that's it. Okay. So, we will no longer call you Annie Bellis? What will be the last name? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I'm probably... Or are keep, you going to stick with that? I, I'm probably going to keep, like, for reasons like, you know, legal <clears throat> reason, whatever, um, for the show, yeah. keep the last name. Everyone knows me as Bellis, and everything I have is under yeah. Bellis. It's a lot to change that all. So just for legal reasons, I'll keep yeah, that last name. Much. But I will be Mrs. Mujica. And yeah, it is Cuba. Say that again. Mujica. It's a, it's from Cuba. He is a refugee from Cuba. He came here in the 1960s. Um, and in the area that I live in, he's known as someone who knows everything about the town as if he was born here because he came here as a teenager. Uh, so yeah. So, I have a, a well, Cuban in a couple American. of years, in a couple of years, I'll be a refugee from the United States. <laughs> <laughs> we all might be if we don't if we don't turn things around, and hopefully we can uh, start doing that. And believe me, folks, uh, when I say that it all politics start local, yes, they do. Because if they can get away with what they're doing in your local neighborhood, they'll take it up to the state and do it, and then they'll take it up to the nation and do it. So don't let them do it here. Matter of fact, I'm in the middle of a fight right now. Uh, they're looking for workplace housing. Now, I do agree we need more affordable housing for the people that live and work here. But what they want to do is have a company that came in that just formed just 
a handful of months ago. We know nothing about them. They have no track record. And they're going to put in place workforce housing by having rent-controlled housing. Uh, and then in their proposal, there's no way of saying how they're going to create it. So they're either going to be buying up houses or they may end up by eminent domain taking homes. And what that does will depress the value of homes in that area. And when you do that, people living in those homes are going to have mortgages that are greater than the value of the homes. So you're going to be actually financially back bankrupting people, causing poverty, instead of building houses. And then you create a huge administrative arm of your government that's going to administer this. And now your taxes are going to go up because now you have to pay for more government employees and the government administration of this workforce housing. And they're doing this, and as we're, as we're looking at it, my head is about ready to explode. That's not how you do affordable housing for the workforce. And what makes it worse is they're tailoring it for people that work for a specific company in a specific area. They get priority. So someone on the other side of the county that needs affordable housing is not going to benefit from this program. And oh, here's the kicker, Curtis. The threshold level of this is, is if you earn in approximately $150,000, you get assistance with affordable housing. I'm sorry, you're earning $150,000. You don't need help from the government to get affordable housing. You're not helping a poor person. You're helping crony capitalism is what you're doing. You're helping your friends. And there is a possibility that a friend of mine and I are looking into it. The formation of this company that's going to be getting this grant from our county government may have connections to communist China. We haven't proven it yet, but we suspect it. And there's, there's, there's signals in there, and we have to just dig further to actually reveal the truth. So when I tell you folks, politics all start locally, believe me. And I spoke to my uh, county representative today on the phone. He's the one person out of 11 that voted against this this uh, resolution, giving our money to this company. They said, you know, David, there's a much easier way that benefits everyone to create affordable housing. Because we have a two two-tier tax system. If it's a second home or if it's a rental, you pay a higher tax than if you're an actual residence. So what you do is you say, we will rebate you a percentage of that, say a half percent, half of one percent, if you turn that housing into affordable rental property, not short-term, but long-term, because we have a lot of vacations, a lot of short-term rentals for a week, two weeks, a weekend, but we need it for a year, two years, five years, ten years. So if you do that, we get, we rebate you a portion of that tax. You're earning an income on that property. You have someone in there. If you if it's for two years, you get say 0.5 percent. If you have that same person there at five years, you increase it to a full one percent rebate. And if you go that same tenant with a renewable lease is staying there. Uh, to 10 years, hitting 2%, and then from there on, as long as that tenant with that lease is renewed, it's a continuous 2% rebate to your taxes. You've got affordable housing, and you've got a landlord 
not being regulated by government, but being regulated by the market. It makes sense. It makes simple common sense. The easiest way to do it. But no, no. Let's create an administrative arm of government to regulate something that we actually need, yes, but doing it with so many loopholes in it. There's so many loopholes in this re resolution they passed. And they did it without a public reading ahead of time. And they did it during a holiday when very few people are paying attention to what government is doing. That's sneaky. That is real sneaky. And it stinks. All right. Um, there was someone there in the studio queue, but I don't know if that was Jennifer. There was no number attached to it. I don't know if you have her phone number that you can reach yeah. out to her. But maybe you may want to do that. Well, I, yeah, I can call her. I just sent her a text. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. In the interim, let me give you another of the Ron Edwards report because he sent a bunch of them in here. And let me do this and give me a second and here we should go. Come on. Right. Now my computer is giving me a hard time. Ukrainian not-so-funny-man turned Ukrainian dictator Zelensky came to the United States seeking funding for his nation's big problem with Russia. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds the coffee you want in your cup. Zelensky came with empty outstretched hands and left with empty pockets. Many U.S. politicians, including Mitch McConnell and Senator Raphael Warlock of Georgia, who foolishly stated, quote, that some Republican lawmakers were cynically using the issue of illegal immigration at the United States-Mexican border to block funding for the Ukrainian war, unquote. Now, that statement is a reflection of the overall attitude of far too many of those like Warlock who were elected to govern on behalf of we the people and put our national interest first but who refused to do so, which, by the way, is part of the diabolical cloward Piven strategy, which, among other things, is to undermine our national interests, like protecting our borders and also fritter away our financial and military resources. So it was with much tear to learn that the United States would not be wasting more of our tax dollars on a nation that provoked the Russian bear now wreaking havoc in Ukraine. I'm Ron Edwards. Brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. <laughs> Did I lose Curtis? Okay, Curtis is probably trying to contact uh, the former Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll. Uh, also, former Navy retired Lieutenant Commander. God bless her for her service also. Um, what else do I have? Here we have, like I was talking about, the Bill of Rights anniversary. And let's see what else we've got here going on. And, ah, this is this is something good. This just came through on Newsmax. I pulled this up this morning, and this is absolutely excellent. There are several different location states where there are challenges to whether or not Trump should be on the, the uh, ballot, the primary ballot, because of January 6th, because of they're saying the 14th Amendment. 
because of that 14th Amendment, claiming he caused the insurrection, he should not be eligible to run for president. And so far, court after court after court has reaffirmed the fact of the two lower court rulings that the uh, primary ballot is determined by political parties and the individual candidates, not by the courts. And this is something that last week we were trying to talk to Hans von Spakowski with, but that's also a lot of technical difficulties we had. And he wrote a great article uh, in Heritage about how he cannot be taken off the ballot. He can't, you can't, you cannot refuse him. He has not been uh, convicted of any crime, especially the crime of insurrection, which is the 14th Amendment. And it's only been used six times. Three people were removed because of civil, the Civil War. That's the insurrection. Three others were removed because of criminal activity. So, he hasn't been convicted of any crime at this point. He hasn't been proven of insurrection. He wasn't at the site of the Capitol when it happened. He didn't breach the Capitol. So the courts have no authority on removing him from the ballot. And this is standing true at this point. So um, hopefully Curtis will be able to come back to us. And we'll try that again. But this is what <laughs> one of those days. And of course, it's thank you, Black Talk Radio, for causing all of these problems. I'm back. Okay, great, great. Um, I was saying that here, I didn't say which court it was. I apologize. It was the Michigan Court of Appeals just yesterday that will not stop former Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump from appearing on the state's 2024 Republican primary ballot. So now uh, a handful of states have offered the challenge, but Michigan in Minnesota, now earlier Colorado. So as they're going through these lawsuits, they're being they're being dropped one by one. So it seems like Trump will succeed on being on the ballots. There's no basis. There's no basis for it. You know, I mean, the guy didn't tell people to go there and and disrupt. They told he told them to go there peacefully and exercise their their rights we have a right to protest and not only that he offered to send the national guards and whatnot and nancy pelosi turned them down so they got a weak case very weak case and uh, i think once this go to uh, the supreme court it, it'll dissipate like like a drop of water in the, the sierra's desert sun <laughs> Yeah, like I said, he is winning uh, court after court. Um, he still has the other cases against him, uh, one of them civil that everyone's drooling over. Um, it looks like they have problems with the one in Atlanta. Uh, he does have, uh, we have going now before the Supreme Court, they said they will look at this. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think of what the term is. Um, where they they oh good i lord i'm having a brain fart here where the, when the capital was reached they said it caused them to stop what they were doing congress to stop what they're doing and i forget what you call the charge i'm sorry about that guys if you listen to me um i'm having a problem with the word i'm want um 
Good Lord, Curtis, what can I well, do? Why, why are you trying to figure that out? I'm, why are you trying to figure that out? Let me give you an update on former Lieutenant Governor Jennifer Carroll. She has a family emergency. Her grandson has a high temperature and well over 100. And um, she's on her way to the hospital. So we'll have to reschedule her. She's okay. looking forward to uh, being on the show um, and soon. But this just came, came out of nowhere. You know? Okay. Um, the word I was looking for was obstruction. Brain farts today. Okay. Uh, they were obstructing the work of Congress. Uh, but this this is one of the main charges against them. Um, it's going up to the Supreme Court, and if the reason for this arrest of thousands, oh, I forget how many people have been arrested under this for just January 6th, it may toss all those cases out of court. And we've got a lot of guys still behind bars that have not seen the court. And when we do talk to Jake later on, uh, the horrific things that are being done to these prisoners, oh my goodness, it, it makes Gitmo look like a, a walk in the park. Um, it is horrendous. And how this guy has stayed strong uh, is amazing. It is amazing. So it, it, it's, it's a lot. Uh, right now, there's another article up in Newsmax. Um, New York Republican Representative Elise Stefanik is alleging judicial misconduct by a federal judge who has overseen various uh, January 6th related cases. And she filed a complaint last Friday and requested an ethics probe into U.S. Court Judge Beryl Powell over highly inappropriate political speech, she said, in November. Um, a member of the House leadership and an ally of former President Trump, Stefanik, gained a lot of attention after her questioning of three university presidents. As a matter of fact, um, Saturday Night Live tried to do a parody on it, and it was disgusting. I don't think anyone on either political side of the uh, spectrum was laughing at it. It was just, it was disgusting. Shame on them. Anyway, uh, she was questioning these three university presidents regarding on-campus anti-Semitism around the country. And one of them has resigned, and the other one, two others, are still in place. Hopefully they'll be honest enough to resign also, but I doubt it. Anyway, this article goes on to say, Stephonic's complaint about how was submitted to the D.C. Court of Appeals Judge Sri Verbazin. I'm probably mispronouncing that. That was according to NBC News. The alleged misconduct, occur misconduct occurred when Howell accepted an award at Catch This, the Women's White Collar Defense Association Gala on November 27th. Um, she filed a complaint of judicial misconduct against Judge Beryl Howell because election interference by judges destroy public confidence in the federal judiciary, tears apart the fabric of our republic, and it's illegal, and it must stop now, she posted, on X, which was formerly known as Twitter, with her full complaint there. And the, she writes further, D.C. Obama Judge Beryl Howell gave a highly inappropriate speech in which she insinuated the election of President Trump will lead to fascism in America. She also inappropriately allowed a public display of her cozy personal relationships with her partisan friends who appear before her 
including the Biden Deputy Attorney General, who supervises the January 6th criminal prosecutions. The judge, who was appointed by former Democratic President Barack Obama, spoke to the Women's Club crowd about the importance of fact, citing the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Quote, my D.C. judicial colleagues and I regularly see the impact of big lies at the sentencing of hundreds, hundreds of individuals who have been convicted for offense conduct on January 6, 2021, when they disrupted the certification of the 2020 presidential election at the U.S. Capitol, Howell said. As district court judges, we are all about facts, she said. In her complaints, Stefanik guesses that Howell's remarks were hardly apolitical and plainly inappropriate, according, uh, consisting of partisan statements, election interference, and improper extrajudicial statements while criminal cases are pending, according to NBC News. During her speech, Howell referred to a passage in a book by Heather Cox Richardson, the author of Democracy Awakening, that said the U.S. was, quote, at a crossroads, teetering on the brink of authoritarianism, unquote. The congresswoman pointed to that as evidence of the judge's speech becoming political. Powell promoted the Democratic political campaign theme in that the re-election of Donald Trump equates to America choosing authoritarianism, Stefanik said in a complaint. More than 1,200 people have been charged in connection with the January 6, 2021 attack at the Capitol. More than 700 have pleaded guilty to federal charges, according to the Department of Justice. This article was written by Charlie McCarthy on Newsmax.com. Wow. Now, if an ethics committee finds her guilty of that, how many of these convictions will be overturned and how many of these charges of people pending trial will be withdrawn? So now you have the obstruction, the possibly being withdrawn, and now the judge's determination being withdrawn. It looks like we may be on the brink of being able to free a lot of these guys, hopefully soon. Yeah, I... I've been observing how the left is um, already framing um, Trump's um, plan to, um, you know, finish cleaning the swamp out. And he's going to go after those people who have shown a disdain for our Constitution and and our freedom and stuff. And the way they are are framing it is, the revenge of Trump, you know, and they're making it sound like, you know, he's the next Napoleon, you know, just around the corner. Well, I think some of them think he's Hitler, but um, but this is the way they frame things. I I read their articles once in a while and it's reluctantly, but, you know, I'm trying to keep up with what's going on and everything they say about Trump, it's it's very negative, always negative. I think people are starting to see through this. Yeah. You, you look at Liz Cheney. She re- recently, she seems to be the, the darling of MSNBC. Um, and she, she's absolutely over the top. Over the top. You cannot even call her a rhino. 
she is a progressive liberal at this point. You know, uh, you have others that are actually foaming at the mouth because they're so anti-Trump. Chris Christie. Oh, my goodness, Chris Christie. What else can you say about that man? You know, why is he even still running? Why hasn't he stepped away? Well, like, like I said, when I was up in D.C. Um, this past summer, I was there when he got booed when he started attacking uh, Trump. So he's, you know, he's he's got his crowd, but it's very, very small crowd. It's, it's like comparing the ocean of support that Trump has to um, a fishbowl. <laughs> And um, that's uh, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you're using Chris Christie, <laughs> who's built like a whale, <laughs> in an ocean. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just couldn't miss it. And he just, he, he just, I don't know, he just, um, he's angry. Trump for some reason. He's got a vendetta, put it that way. Yeah, he does. He does. And I'm trying to click onto the other chat rooms that up on iTunes, not iTunes, on <laughs> YouTube and Facebook, as well as my webpage, southernsense.net. Um, but the secondary computer is misbehaving too. Uh, I don't know. I've, I'm having like <laughs> no luck today. A major. Well, like I said, um, BTR has taken responsibility. Um, I hope they find a resolution to these issues. Yeah, well, I don't know what's going on here, so I have to apologize, guys. If if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, I, it's not us. It is Blog Talk Radio, but I am having little computer malfunction on my side. Uh, I've got a secondary computer. I'm doing all the sound through for the clips, and it's giving me a little bit of a fit. It's misbehaving. <laughs> so bear with me as we go through this. Oh, technology, the more it advances, the harder it is for us to work. <laughs> I tell you that. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Anyway, um, well, we'll see what happens. All right, what else do I have up here to talk about? Um we got through that, okay. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to uh, Jennifer Carroll about, because she was a former um, a Navy officer, uh, there's a problem with recruiting in the military and all oh, branches, yeah. all branches. And what they have done recently, last month, um, this was up on Breitbart, and Christina Wong wrote this article titled Army Scrambling, to get back soldiers it kicked out over Biden's military vaccine. And uh, she writes, the now, the ear, the teeth in backwards, the army now appears to be trying to bring back into service soldiers it kicked out over the Biden administration's policy to remove surf, service members who rejected the coronavirus vaccine mandate. And this is according to a letter from the army, several former soldiers posted online. And the soldiers addressed, um, was addressed, letter, I'm sorry, letter was addressed, quote, former service member, it states, that there is new Army guidance, uh, a policy, 
that that will correct military records of those kicked out uh, and would be able to those who were removed to have their DD 214s marked with a certain code barring them from re-entering the service to be able to return and then letter instructed former soldiers on how they can get their records corrected and this was on that form that was sent to the soldiers it states individuals who desire to apply to return to service should contact the local army u.s reserve recruiter for visiting uh, www.goarmy.com a usar recruiter by visiting uh, goarmyreserve.com or an ARNG recruiter by visiting nationalguard.com backslash get hyphen started. Uh, Sam Shoemate, a retired Army Chief Warrant Officer who fought the mandate and one of the administrators of military watchdog website called Terminal CWO, posted a copy of the letter on X, which formerly was Twitter. So they're sending this out to those that were separated for refusing to receive the COVID vaccine and asking them to correct their records so they can come back and re-enlist. And um, it, it is a great article, but more than 8,000 troops were kicked out of the National Guard, uh, of the Army. Tens of thousands of National Guard members were sidelined and lost drill time and pay. And a number simply decided to not re-enlist. Um, thousands sought a religious, administrative, or medical exemption and were either denied or waiting for a decision. When the House Representatives, uh, Republicans forced the Pentagon to rescind the mandate via the 2023 National Defense Authorization, uh, the mandate and decision to kick out thousands of the service members came at the same time as historic recruitment crisis on this. And it goes on and on and on. But it looks like a lot of the guys are so ticked off, and gals are so ticked off, they're not re-enlisting. One of the things, though, I do know Whoa. that is supposedly coming up um, is uh, the House Republicans are looking at legislation to give them their back pay from the time they were separated to the time they re-enlist. That might be a great incentive and a way of apologizing for them. Give, give them back that lost time, that lost pay, and benefits. Because how many of them have had to use military uh, VA rather than you know going through the military uh, uh, hospital? There's a lot that these guys and gals have forfeited because of their faith, their beliefs, no, I'm not taking the vaccine. You can't force me to put something in my body that I don't want in my body. And that's a constitutional right to be secure in your person and papers. That's in the Bill of Rights. And our government violated and they dismissed and they penalized these men and women. Should never have been penalized. Well, as far as some of them not wanting to go back in, I'm sure quite a few of them found careers outside of the military. They're not going to just, you know, just leave their current positions and say, hey, thanks for the job. I'm going back in. You know, they may have um, a better better career right now. I mean, I wouldn't go back in, not under this administration, yeah. especially yeah. if I had a good job. 
right, well, we're waiting for a second guest to call in. He should be calling in momentarily. Um, he is incarcerated in a D.C. jail as of last week. And as far as I know, he's still there. Um, so it's up to whether or not he's able to get the call out. And we're crossing our fingers. So hopefully we will have him calling in a few minutes. Um, let me pull up some of the information on him while I'm sitting here. Give you a heads up of what we'll be talking about with Jake when he does call in. Um, Jake is one of the ones that was there at the Capitol on January 6th. He was arrested at the age of 25. He's now 28 years old and has spent the entire time behind bars. Three years behind bars. And they now currently have him located in D.C., but every so often they were moving him around. Um, let me read you some of the stuff that I was said that to promote him. And I'm telling you that the, the landmark case is going into the Supreme Court and uh, a lot of the deep state prosecutors are, are really in full meltdown. The 1512 obstruction of Congress charge, which is a 20-year max felony, that 327 January 6thers and Donald Trump have been politically charged with is going before SCOTUS. So this specific charge, the 1512 obstruction of Congress, is what they're being charged with. Um, now, uh, Jake Lang was arrested in January 2021, and like I said, he's sitting still in a D.C. jail, they call it a gulag, uh, without a trial. Remember, we do have a constitutional right to a speedy trial. So that could mean six months or two, three, three weeks. What's a speedy trial? Not three years. That's not a speedy trial. All right. Um, as reported in the Gateway Public Pundit, I'm sorry, Gateway Pundit, Three of the two judges on the appellate panel ruled against USDC Judge Carl Nicholas, who dismissed the 1512 felony obstruction charge in three separate cases against the January 6th defendant. Most notable among them affected was Jacob Edward Lang, widely known as Jake Lang. And um, he had multiple eyewitnesses on that day had accounts of his repeated efforts to save lives during the onslaught of violence near the Capitol. Now remember, two women were killed, all right, and neither one of them were armed. The second woman, Roseanne Boylan, she was the second one that was killed, and he was trying to help her and keep her out of harm, but no one talks about that. There was another gentleman, I don't have his name directly in front of me, that he did save by his actions. Um, now, the 1512 obstruction of Congress uh, is, of, is on the chopping block right now. He writes, he writes this, um, this is an interview he had recently, uh, where was this one? Posted on Jake's X page, his Twitter page. And he writes, oh, this is possibly him. Let's bring this in on there, and I'm hoping that I do have Jake Lang with us. Do I? 
Yes, yes, you do, Annie. Hello, Jake Lang coming to you live from Washington, D.C. jail, a Jan 6 political prisoner. Well, God bless you, sir. I did watch a, an interview you did about five, six days ago, and you had me mostly in tears towards the very end. And you've got a very interesting story, and I know you are limited because of your phone time. And I was kind of like cracking up when you got the, you got one minute left. <laughs> it's like, go away. So I want you to tell your story. What happened January 6th and what has has transpired up to today? What you have to tell from your arrest, your transportation, um, the abuses that you endured, and where you're heading now. And we're all praying for you. I'm telling you that right now. So go ahead. I don't want to waste your time. Oh, thank you, Annie, and I appreciate your prayers, American people. We love you guys, the Jan Sixers. You're the reason why we guys fight and we stand strong. You know, it's uh, it's liberty or death for us, and uh, that's the same attitude, you know, that, that I had on January 6th. I'm, I, I was there for peaceful reasons, you know, to peacefully protest with my fellow Americans, a stolen election, reprehensible, um, that they would try to install a communist puppet leader like uh, Joe Biden, bought and paid for by China. Uh, that in our own country and you know we, we showed up strong and we showed up with love of God in our hearts and the love of our Bill of Rights and our Constitution and you know we were there to make a stand and we made a stand all right and um, you know that day lives in infamy now is the day where free men stood against tyrants and uh, I'm proud to be a Jan Sixer you know that day I tried saving people's lives I've credited with saving two men's lives that they came forward and done court sworn affidavits I tried to save Roseanne Boylan's life. She was murdered by the Capitol Police, um, as well as three other uh, unarmed American civilians were murdered by the Capitol Police that day by our own government. And uh, now you have 1,200 and some odd uh, January 6th political prisoners that have been persecuted throughout this country, rounded up like animals by the FBI in the middle of the night, kicked our doors in and dragged us out of our homes, kidnapped us, and threw us in gulags in solitary confinement like I'm in right now. And that's the truth. Well, I, I listened and saw what some of the stuff that you were talking about. Um, they don't even treat guys in Gitmo as badly as they're treating you. Uh, explain to them some of the stuff that you're going through, especially uh, the treatment by female correctional officers to you, as well as the beatings, the food, everything. Yeah, I mean, it, there's, I've been moved to 13 different prisons in my last 1,000 days. I've been incarcerated without a trial, over 1,000. It's like 1,070 days now, Annie. And yeah. uh, I've seen a lot of horrible mistreatment of human beings. Uh, we've been persecuted, especially because we're Jan Sixers, because we're Trump supporters. Here in Washington, D.C. jail, uh, they, they have a disgust for us, um, the, a lot of the guards here in Washington, D.C., because most of them are like, your typical, you know, Democrat, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, Marxist type of people. And they just want to inflict as much punishment, as much pain and torture on us as possible while we're here. So they stick us in solitary confinement like I'm in right now. Uh, I've done, in my last 36 months of incarceration, I've done 24 of them, two years of solitary confinement. And, um, you know, that's one of the worst tortures you could ever put a human being in. If I didn't have a relationship with God, if I didn't know Jesus as my best friend, I really, truly wouldn't have been able to make it through this. But I've been able to remain joyful and with hope and with a lot of peace uh, in my heart because of uh, that spirit that God just so so graciously pours out 
on those who love him. And, uh, but I've been through the worst, and I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not sitting here to complain because God gives greater grace. And you have one minute remaining. We're not going to bend and fold because of the torture. Um, but, you know, I've been, I did 15 months without being able to visit my family, 16 months without having a haircut or shave. I looked like a homeless vagrant. Um, I've done six months at a time without even seeing the sun, sunlight, fresh air, being outside. And, uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff, this is what tyranny of modern-day America actually physically looks like. It's not a theory. It's not something with the powdered wigs, you know, and our founding fathers. Tyranny is here in America right now. And, Annie, give me a moment. I'm going to give you a call back, and I'll join you again, okay? Please do. Please do. Thank you. All right, as he said, he's got Thank only you. 15 minutes. Uh, so Thank you for back. using Global Telling. <laughs> And and what he's going through, where they stripped him naked, uh, and when he goes to sing our national anthem, they they pepper spray him, and they don't allow him to wash this off. Uh, it is horrific what he has gone through, and it's unforgivable that our government has been doing this to our people. These are our our citizens. And that's true. We we have something called the Geneva Convention where we wouldn't even treat our and enemies that we capture in, in those kind of ways. And to think that that's going on here, you know, on our shores, is is irreparable, you know? Just, yeah. just hard to believe, but it's happening. Yeah, and it looks like, well, I, oh, did <clears throat> I just lose him? Oh, shoot, he just dropped off. Holy cow, hopefully you'll call right back. All right, I apologize. I went to click to put him on and hit the wrong button. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Curtis, I, my hands are not working too well today. All right, maybe I'm nervous about tomorrow. Okay. But, um, like I you got said, him. Oh, yeah, of course. It's a big day. Yeah, well, um, as I, I was saying, that when they were using the, uh, you can call it Zoom or the Zoom court appearance, here they are, unshaven no haircut they look like homeless bums they look like terrorists and that's how they allowed them to be seen in court and and expect that the judge and jury is not going to be influenced oh yes yeah they want to portray these folks as um you know pretty much like like their people are they're rioters to i don't know hand me down beatniks from the 60s yeah, I hope he will call back. I'm just waiting for him to try to call back in. Uh, my bad. I, I saw the thing and I just clicked the wrong button. Um, anyway, uh, some of this stuff, like you said, it's been well over, it's close to 1,070 days. 1,070 days. There's only 365 days to a year. Come on, guys. There's no reason for someone to be in prison that long. He's coming on a full three-year he said that they look like homeless vagrants or deranged terrorists during the video court appearances. And he said, denied visitations. Um, okay. Let's see if this this, it's possible. And I'm hoping it is. Is this Jake? All right. Is this hey, Jake? Annie. Yes, yes. God bless oh, you. God. All right. Yes, it is. <laughs> so we were talking about some of the stuff that you were going through um, where you got pepper sprayed for singing a national anthem, our <clears> national anthem. God bless America. I mean, I, I, what? They pepper spray you for singing? And then what they did was they wouldn't allow you to wash the stuff off and he got into the bed. 
I, I want you to tell what you were experiencing. It was horrific. Oh yeah, that was that was a rough one. Um, so one time I one time I got punched in the gut for singing the national anthem and thrown up against the wall by the guards. Um, and a separate time, I was inside my own cell showing somebody through the little cell window my Bible, my new Bible I got sent in, and some family photos. And the guards uh, were just feeling a certain type of way that day. And they opened up my cell door and they pepper sprayed me point blank range and dragged me out of the unit. Uh, they, they, they put me in a, a shower cell um, without any soap or a towel, and the, that, that oily liquid that uh, the pepper spray is filled with uh, ran down out of my eyes and off my face onto my genitals and burned me so severely for many hours uh, on, my, on my genitals and in my eyes. I was blinded for, for many hours after that, um, stinging in my, my, my private parts, were really on fire, unbelievable. And then the oils transferred because they, they threw me in a cell basically half naked um, for two weeks uh, without a blanket, just with a sheet and, uh, and a pair of pants. And the oils transferred from my face onto that, that uh, mattress covering, this plastic mattress covering. And then like two, three months later, when you know I went back up to to my unit uh, out of the solitary confinement hole that I'm in right now, which I'm currently calling you from, they brought me back up to the Patriot Pod. One night I was sleeping and my my sheets came off my mattress and I rolled over onto that same area where those oils from the pepper spray were were still on. And that stuff is so powerful. It was active three months later. I was dreaming that I was on fire and I woke up with my, and I woke up and my face was burning and I tried putting it all together. And I'm like, I, I couldn't believe that that pepper spray is so strong. It is military grade stuff that they use on the you know, prisoners. And you know, it was still active three months later. So, I mean, that's just some of the tour. I'm not here to complain. You know, I made it through God got me through and uh, I don't want any pity. That's not for a pity party. But that's just the raw facts of the matter. That's that's some of the subjected torture I've been through as a January 6th political prisoner. The, hey, Jake. Uh, Curtis, I want to get this. This is really important because what you're going through, despite the fact that you're going through, you're still helping the other J6ers out there. You've got a J, J6truth.org that you're doing. You're up there on X, uh, formerly Twitter, as Jake Lang, J6. Uh, you've got the website, and you're helping to raise money to help the families of your fellow J6 prisoners. I, I want to get that out there. I want people to know what you're going through and how you are helping them without seeking help for yourself that hardly. I mean, that badly. I mean, I, you know what I mean. You're, you're giving all, and you have been through so much. I, I'm <laughs> almost you, in Annie. tears right now. Right now. I will. God bless you. God bless you so thoroughly. And may his face shine upon you, and I can feel your spirit, and it's nice to have people who care about you. And the American people are the reason why we do this, and the Jan Sixers are like the, the cream of the crop of the American people. I love them so much, they're my brothers, and the same way we were fighting and standing against tyranny on Jan Six, I still stand with all of them. And, you know, what we do, I've been so blessed with my father. He's a successful entrepreneur, a hardworking man, owns Roto-Rooter franchises. He's taking care of my legal bills and my commissary. And so I said, let me reach back. Let me use some of my uh, marketing skills and abilities. I'm an entrepreneur myself. 
and let me make some websites, some documentaries, some fundraisers for the guys, and try to get some people taken care of that need lawyers, that need commissary and stuff like that. God put it on my heart to do it, so I went out and did it. Um, one of our main resources we have for the Jan 6 community is called SponsorJ6.com. And on SponsorJ6.com, you could become a monthly commissary sponsor and have a real tangible impact on the life of a Jan 6. You help them buy phone call time. Like, you know, it's very expensive, over $2 a minute, or sorry, $2 uh, a phone call to make a phone call. Uh, commissary products, hygiene products, clothing, you know, sweatshirts for the winter. Guys, go to SponsorJ6.com. Uh, help us out for Christmas. We're doing a big fundraising drive, and that would mean the world to me. I'm so appreciative. When you guys support my Jan 6 brothers, it, it means the world to me, and we need the help. So one more time, the website, if you guys want to pull it up on your phone right now on Safari or Google Chrome, it's SponsorJ6.com. I've got a link on, on the page here. Oh. So when people go into the archives and listen later on, they click on Legal Defense Fund here. I have a link directly on my page to that. So they can also click on that too, Jake. I, I'm sorry, Curtis, go ahead. Jake, how often do you get to meet with your counsel? Hey, 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 brother. Um, you know, the legal access, I've been, like I said, I've been moved to 13 different prisons. I've been put in prisons where I've had my lawyers drive down two or three hours to come visit me, and they didn't even let them inside. I've had wow. times where my lawyers tried to send binders of legal documents, and two months later, they got them back in the mail. I never received them, and they got caught in the mail, mail room. Yeah, that's totally unconstitutional. They're horrible. It is horrible. But, you know, legal access in different facilities is a little bit better. But what, what does it matter if you're getting if your lawyer can come visit you first from across the country? And so a lot of our lawyers in California are in here, and we're stuck in the gulag in Washington, D.C. Second, give us three, our evidence that we have available. I mean, the, the Jan 6 tapes recently coming out, they've only put out 80 hours out of 44,000 hours. So there is still so much exculpatory evidence, which is evidence in legal terms that helps exonerate you. It's, it's positive evidence in your favor. There's still so much exculpatory evidence out there that Jan 6ers have, do not have access to. They've gone to trial. They've lost a trial without having access to evidence. That's called a Brady violation. It's a, it's a basic due process violation that warrants dismissal of the case. And so the Justice Department is so corrupt in the way that they're going about the January 6th persecution uh, in every way, shape, and form. This stuff needs to be broadcasted, and that's why I'm really appreciative that you guys have had me on your program today to you know, inform the American people what they need to know. This is tyranny. It is, it is. And you've got a case now being going up to the Supreme Court dealing with the 1512. And um, I was had Hans von Spakowski on last week, and I wanted to ask him about it, but our connection was so bad. I'm going to bring him back on to talk about your case also. Uh, but it's important. That's a key case right now because it affects not just you, but every single one of you that have been arrested because it's the main charge you've all been charged with, including Donald Trump. Yeah, it's very serious, very, and this is monumental for the Jan 6 community, you know. Um, 
that charge, the obstruction of Congress 1512 charge, is a 20-year maximum felony, Annie. It's serious charge, and the way that they've applied it to the Jan Sixers is completely inappropriate. They, they, they took the law code, they weaponized it, and they used it, they, they, they over-broadly used it in a crazy way. I mean, it was designed for a 2002 Enron case, the famous Ponzi scheme, to prevent the executives of that company from shredding the documents before they go before Congress in official proceeding in Congress. And they've taken that law code that is directly tied to destroying and defacing and tampering with documents, and they're applying it to January 6ers like myself who never even made it inside the Capitol building, to Donald Trump, to hundreds of us. And so this is a pure, it's a very simple way to see for the American people that we are being treated with, you know, uh, political motivation here, that this is not, you know, your, your run of the mill. These are criminals. This is the law code. They are using this as a blanket political charge over broadly applying the political statute in order to weaponize it against Trump and his supporters. It's disgusting, but the Supreme court is about to take this and, and do a miracle with it and, tr and prove to these George Soros prosecutors and these Marxists out there that they will not sit back idly by as American justice is perverted be right before their eyes for political gain. Yeah, well, there's also an appeals judge that is, may possibly be brought up on ethics charge because Congresswoman Elise Stefanik has brought it up on Beryl Howe uh, saying that it was political. She was absolutely political and she... In, Put that politics into the judgment, uh, which would then overturn a lot of what you guys are being charged with. Um, there are people out here fighting for you, and I hope that you, they, more and more people get I'd involved. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm sorry. As a retired police officer, what I see going through to you gets me so angry that someone that has sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution and the law will violate it so easily and be willing to do it so gleefully uh that disgusts me it absolutely does disgust me as an oath taker and i i swear if there is a way that we can charge those individuals for the assaults on you it they should be and i, I hope that we find enough people to finally say let's let's get together and do a counter lawsuit now and charge them for all the abuse and and horror that you have been going through it, you know this is this is, like I tried saying a few times, this is what tyranny actually, when it takes a physical form in a modern-day society, this is what it looks like. It doesn't, you know, it's not like powdered wigs and hang them by the gallows and all that kind of stuff. This is the political tyranny that America has now turned into a banana republic where they're kidnapping people out of their homes, the FBI, they're, you know, overcharging people for political gain, and you have, it ends up being... There's over 240 January 6th political prisoners sitting, languishing, wasting and rotting away in prisons all across this country as we speak right now. And so I think it's the duty of the rest of the American patriots out there to push back on this, you know, with every ounce of their, their ability to and demand from their representatives in Congress that this be the top matter to, t to tackle in 2024. We need a new January 6th select committee that is not some Soviet show trial, some railroading committee full of propaganda and nonsense that Liz Cheney and the Democrats, the spineless 
uh, bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. concocted to try to character assassinate the Jan Sixers in front of the whole world on 13 different network television uh, studio programs that they put together. But we need a real fact-finding committee that finds out why was January 6th orchestrated? Who had the most to gain? Who are the key players in it? Why were there federal, hundreds of federal officers and confidential human sources and uh, antagonizers and instigators inside the crowd? And what, what do we do? You have one minute remaining. That are currently ser- sitting in prison, serving 10-year, 15-year, 20-year prison sentences. Right. That needs to be addressed. So... My final call to action to all the American people out there is write your representatives, call them, email them, be consistent, be persistent, and please pray for us. Give the website once again before you get disconnected. Yeah, guys, the best place to go to help out the Jan Sixers this Christmas, guys, is SponsorJ6.com. Become a monthly commissary sponsor. We appreciate you. SponsorJ6.com. Annie, Chris, thank you guys so much for being real patriots and giving me a platform. God bless you and Merry Christmas. God bless you. Merry Christmas. May you be home by it, I pray. All right. Take care. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Jake uh, Lang, go to his Thank website. Thank you for using Global Telling. Uh, sponsor J6.com. Oh. And we are at the end of our show. We've got just four minutes left. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say at this point. I mean, I have never thought I would see our country just stoop so low to teach, to, to, to treat a fellow human being in such a manner and it is reprehensible. And I'm going to demand answers from my congressperson, from my senator. I am going to urge everyone out there to to call, to write, and ask what is going on. Why does he have to endure what and what he's do, going through? The other J6ers are also experiencing. And the strength that you can hear in his voice, his faith is amazing. And believe it or not, he's a, Christ, a, a Jewish person who believes in the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he prays to them. Um, And this is the season of the birth of our Savior. So please, folks, dig a little deeper. And instead of giving someone a knitted sweater, take that money and in their name, make a donation to SponsorJ6.com. And put that in their Christmas card. And tell them that in their name that you made that donation. And then to make them in your own name. Instead of buying gifts, do something good out there. I mean, wow. We're down to our last three minutes here, Curtis, and um, I, I am so angry to know that this this guy is going through what he's going through. Three years and no trial, and then when he does get the trial, he'll probably get 20 years for this 1512 uh, 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 obstruction, which they're constantly Yeah, they're all being stonewalled. They're all being stonewalled. I mean... I thought lawyers had a whole lot more authority, authority than than that, you know. I mean, I would be having my, my lawyer in court seeing a judge every other day if that was the case. But, I mean, if you can't get to your, your client, you, you should have some kind of way to, to seek re- a remedy for that, you know, legal remedy. Well, we're just about done with the show for today. Um... We do have some great guests coming up uh, next week. Um, 
we have a Congress, former Congresswoman Anne Marie Burkle. Um, trying to remember who I have right after that. Uh, I apologize because my mind right now is thinking about what Jake is going through. And I, well, I'm personally, when I go to church on Sunday, I'm going to pick up the form and I'm going to put him down on our parish prayer list. Um, he deserves the prayers of everyone out there. Not just making a donation to the sponsor J6.com, but donate a prayer. Um, there is a link on the show page, Legal Defense Fund, that brings sends you to a go. Uh, what is it that thing? Give, send, go? Uh, yeah, give, send, go, uh, J6 Legal Fund. Where you can also make a donation there. And they also have a where you can click on for a prayer request and put and type in a prayer. Let them know that you're out there thinking. Ninety seconds. Um, so we're just about yeah, at the end of our Where's the ACLU? Yeah. You remember that group? No. ACLU? Yeah, yeah, where they at? Yeah, right. As if they're going to do something. Mm -hmm. So, folks, uh, thank you for listening to us here and all the technical difficulties uh, I've been having. I'm going to work on it this week. But I do have, I'm getting married tomorrow, and I'm having surgery on All Monday. Right. <laughs> surgery on Monday, so I'm going to I'm gonna be able to take seconds. a couple of days, hopefully, and, and just figure out all what's going on, what's right, what's wrong. So I want to thank you for listening, and be back here, same bat time, same bat station at, on Friday. Thank you for listening. Curtis, thank you for being <laughs> the best co-host I could have. And I say God bless to everyone, <laughs> and good night. All right. Okay. I'm praying for this land I love America America The home of the free But there are people making plans to change seconds. America They've no respect for her What matters most to me That's why I stand for the flag And I kneel at the cross Mourn for the friends I have loved and lost In nasty
For the friends we have loved and lost Can we still believe in God we trust In the freedom of all fathers granted us We know it's not Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 